Um, so in this one, I want to talk about a little bit of tennis betting. So if you'll notice on my I Bet Tennis um, Instagram page, I posted some free picks to show people how how good my picks are, right? So I throw out a couple free picks every now and then, so people can go, they can see, they could they could bet on them if they'd like, whatever. Um, but I need to I need to rewind a little bit. So those were like promo picks, right? Those were promo picks. And then, so if anyone wants round three picks or any picks for the next tournament, they know I got quality shit. Um, so, so, uh, they know I got quality stuff. So what I want to say though, first is I don't recommend betting on premier or just um, international or kind of like tournaments where it's not worth it for players. I said this I said this in an, in an old podcast. I've said this I've, I've typed it out, I've written about it. I've told people I over and over and over. And you'll notice why if you look at my free picks, okay in my story, that I did not pick the only the only the only top ten player I pick. I don't even think she's top ten anymore. Listen, I don't have I don't have any of my I don't have my computer in front of me. I don't have any stats or any percentages or anything like that. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be rounding numbers for the for the, this entire podcast. I so let's say Angie's top ten, whatever. Right, I didn't even bet. She was the only player that I picked that's in a top ten. And the reason is, and and I'll tell you what, I had given away a bunch of free picks, but then there I do like what I'll do on my own without putting it out into public is I'll bet underdogs. So I'll bet players that I think are gonna beat. You know, basically underdog, underdogs winning. So like I picked Nikulescu to beat Garbine Muguruza. I didn't put Muguruza in any of my picks that I that I that I gave out to any of my clients or out in public because I had a feeling she wasn't going to do well. And I'll tell you why. And it's the same reason Angie Kerber lost the first set. Of her match in the second round of the Miami Open, they listen. Here's the deal: they go out, they so so. This is what happens: they give a 110 percent on um, on the premieres or or the Grand Slams, like. These top tournaments, you have to think that is a huge factor in how these people play. They don't, and this was my biggest thing. This is my biggest thing. It's the tournaments. 
If there's small little tournaments, the top players aren't going to play that. Like they win invites. Like they get invited and they just have to show up because it's it's part of their like contract or whatever. They don't want to be playing. They just went all out, you know. Uh, Mukuruza and um, you know Kerber and that. Uh, same thing with with um, um, BNS uh, B, uh, and Rescue. Uh, she's not gonna win her third round if if she's playing a top player. And if that's another thing, if most see, I'm jumping all over the place. But if you're with me, you you get what I'm saying. So if most players make it to like the third or fourth round in a in a in a kind of like lower ranking tournament, like a um, I forget what they're called, but they usually are feeling good and they're gonna want to try to win the rest of the tournament. But if they don't make it past the third round or the sec like the second round, they're not even they're gonna just be like fuck this. Their bodies hurt from the last tournament still. Running through all those players is exhausting. People don't realize this. There's guys that that these bettors, just 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 guys who gamble and bet on players. They don't take into consideration these women just because they're, you know, you're you're the only woman that is like really a it's like an anomaly would be Serena. She played, and I think only because her opponents were just that easy. Like she, they are not not taking anything away from Serena. I'm just saying, like she played the way she she was just so good that it made her opponents easier. Like just easy. Like she just so in it didn't matter what tournament it was. She if she didn't feel like playing. She was still winning because she's that good. And then she's like, well, I guess I'm going to play the next round. Well, I guess I'm playing next round. Oh, look, I'm in the final. Might as well win this final and add it to my collection. Right? That's Serena Williams. Arguably the the best tennis uh, player in the world. Women's tennis. I think she gave most men a run for her money, to be honest. That's a that's a whole nother podcast. But to back to what I was saying, so they don't they don't care, right? They don't they go th- so so betters don't understand that women go through and and, and you know they're they people. Hello, just because they're they're higher ranked and they're playing someone that's ranked in the hundreds doesn't mean they can't lose. Doesn't mean they didn't eat pizza the night before or. Um, woke up and you know and here's the thing I, I you know this is a touchy thing with women and whatever but um, the menstrual cycle that that you know people don't understand that like that plays dude cramps women cramps so women problems like these are women tennis players so they have these problems they have cramping like you know Whatever. I don't want to get too personal, but you know the period, right? So, and and, and and if you look at tournaments, they're back to back to back to back. Like, most of these tournaments just keep going all year long. They, they barely get rest. 
and they have to show up. They have to show up for the for their contracts. They have to show up for the fans. They can't just say, "Ah, oh, I don't feel like playing." Sometimes they do. Now, here's what happens: you get a top ten player in a tournament where first place pays twenty thousand dollars, and you're talking about a you know some. Let's just use Serena for example. Not Serena. Let's use uh. Yeah, fuck it. We'll use Serena. You're talking she. She puts, you know, and she's got to go. She's she's made a hundred million dollars. She makes millions of dollars, right, playing tennis. Why in the fuck is she gonna sacrifice her body, play, just play her best A game tennis to win potentially twenty thousand dollars? It's not worth it for her. And that's how, and you're talking, there's a lot of players like this. The top 50, sometimes the top, you know, 20, 30 players. They're like, fuck this tournament. So what happens is, is they'll be playing a match. They'll win one. They'll, they'll, they might lose the first set. And then in the second set, be like, I'm up. I'm done. So they'll retire early. So that's something you got to watch out for in these lower ranking tournaments women re- top players retiring that's why upsets always come in a factor that's why you know I can't give any examples but if you go back and look there's huge huge upsets like that like um, some some lower some new player or some lower player will will jump onto the scene she'll come out she'll be she'll be plus 800 and then she'll win Against you know someone like a you know a top player that's that's minus you know that's a huge huge um, favorite you know like plus a thousand or something crazy like that's a huge favorite and they'll end up losing because they just don't want to play they don't want to give it give it a hundred and I'm not saying you know this this and that but dude. Ankle injuries, knee injuries, hamstrings, quads, hips. You know, there's a lot going on. You're not an athlete. You're a gambler. You know, most of you are, okay, for the for, for, for the sake of it. Most of you are gamblers. You're not athletes. You don't understand. This wears on your body, especially as you get older. That's why I'm telling you now. Andrescu, she won the BNP Paribas. Okay? She beat a lot of good players. She played her ass off. She's lucky enough to have just won the first and second round of the Miami Open. I'm watching her play in the second round, and I'm thinking, I'm watching her. She's bending over. She's bending her knees. She's rubbing her back. She's moving her neck. She's hurting. She's hurting. She just played three straight weeks of top level tennis she's done she's gonna go into the third round of the Miami Open if it's if she doesn't get at least two or three days of rest she's not gonna win her match um I want to say the only way she's gonna win that her third round match is if it's against someone else who's equally as tired or a younger player that's gotten lucky up to this point, you know, because uh, that's another thing I can get into. So pause that and let's jump into this. 
younger player. I mean, I could make individual podcasts of all these different things. Younger players, what they'll do is they'll 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 win their first. They'll come out and they'll be like, "I'm gonna win today." They'll play their first round and they'll be like, "Oh my god, everything you know, everything's working. All their shots are working. Every time they're taking chances, bam, they're hitting that ball." Boom, dead on. It's landing inside, right? Every time. It's just, sometimes it's just luck. Not not luck, but like, when they hit, you can tell when they're hitting balls that usually would go out that are landing inside, like there's, it could be, it could be the, the, um, the, uh, the floor, like, what do they call it? Like, uh basically um the court so the ball different balls land differently um the humidity in the air if it's drier out balls move differently they move faster than when it's damp out these are things i take into consideration when i make bets do you understand that that's what that's what separates me from the pack. Humidity levels, temperature, the way the body aches on a tennis player. How many tournaments have they played? How many matches have they played? How did they look in their last match? Did they look like they were going to do well? Now, I'll be honest. It's only happened with top-level players, but I've seen Alina Slitalina. I've seen Simona Hallam. I've seen Angie Kerber. I've seen them all look like they were going to die in their match. And then I would have bet against them in their next round. And they would end up still winning. And again, that comes back to them just being great players. And so if they're having a good day, any tennis player is having a good day. And their opponent's having a bad day. That equals a win. If they're having a bad day and their opponent's having a good day, there's a loss, right? So, so many factors. So what I do, I shouldn't, I, I, it's, it's kind of a secret. I shouldn't even give this away, but I will. Is you bet on the good players you parlay them together until you get even money so you can practice the, the problem is is the risk how much are you willing to risk right you can you can take two players that are that are huge favorites by like 300 right they're minus 300 each well, one's minus 240, the other's minus 300, right? So I don't know. Again, like I said, I'm going to be rounding around. Let's say that's just even money. So the so if you parlay them two together, that's going to pay out even money. What more do you want? You want to hit a fucking 15-team parlay that pays out $10,000 fucking dollars for every $1 you bet? You're a degenerate. Are you doing this consistently for the long run? Are you trying to make a living off of this? You kind of need to ask yourself those questions. Um, you need to ask yourself those questions. Because look, 
I'm more than happy betting on two favorites, huge, huge, consistent players that don't that don't retire in the middle of matches, that give it their 100% every time in premier mandatories in higher level tournaments that pay more money or grand slams, right? There, your odds are like 95% to win that match. Like you, you like it would have to be a freak of nature for you to lose that match to pay even money. You could bet twenty thousand dollars on that bet, and then chip, and then take that twenty k that you won, break it up in the you know three thousands or thirty five hundreds, and then use that to take a little bit more riskier bets. Which I, I still would would stay away from. I wouldn't do that. I would just take the consistent bets every time. Take a consistent win every time, every time. That's how you're gonna. That's how you're gonna win in the long run. Take the even money. If you can, the the least amount of people you can parlay to make even money, the better. So, so if you have to put three or four people together to make an even money winner, you're that's you're risking way too much. I would stick to two people. You take two players to make an even money to make an even money winner and bet that. Alright? I'm gonna finish up here. Uh iBetTennis.com I'm super pumped I just got that website Um, I got picks on there for sale Uh, iBetTennis at Instagram I got iBetTennis on Odds Portal iBetTennis on everywhere pretty much Odds Picking Duck um, which I I don't really do too much on Picking Duck Uh, I have an account there but I haven't really get, given that a, a much of my attention, but I should soon. Anyway, but those are the places, mostly on Instagram. You can just reach me on Instagram at iBetTennis, or you can go to iBetTennis.com. All right? Check me out. Um, and, uh, yeah. See you guys later. Hey, good luck, and uh, may the force be with you.